I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm John Pop. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Friday, May 12th. Here are today's headlines. At midnight on Thursday evening, the pandemic-era rule allowing authorities to expel illegal immigrants at the southern border expired. Our colleague Mary Margaret Olihan, who is on the ground in El Paso, Texas, covering the border crisis, reports that a large group of migrants waited outside Gate 42 in El Paso to enter the United States from Mexico. As reporters at the border in El Paso sought to document the illegal immigrants' entrance into the U.S., Border Patrol authorities positioned buses so that the media could not properly see or film the scene. A woman reportedly from U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner's Office told reporters of the migrants, We are trying to protect their privacy. The Daily Signal's drone footage shows the illegal immigrants crossing through the gate and getting onto buses. In the early hours of Friday morning, three buses were filled with migrants and then departed. These illegal immigrants will be taken to processing facilities, the Daily Signal was told. Customs and Border Protection did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Border Patrol previously told the Daily Signal that the El Paso sector has two processing centers, each set up with a capacity to house about 1,000 people, and that officials intend to set up a third center by the end of June. We will include a link to Mary Margaret's full story in today's show notes. Elon Musk announced Friday that Linda Yaccarino will take his place. According to Yaccarino's LinkedIn page, she worked at NBC Universal Media for over 11 years, recently as the chairman of Global Advertising and Partnerships. Musk tweeted on Friday morning, I am excited to welcome Linda Yaccarino as the new CEO of Twitter. Linda Yaccarino will focus primarily on business operations while I focus on product design and new technology. Looking forward to working with Linda to transform this platform into X, the everything app. On Thursday, Musk tweeted that the new CEO will be starting in about six weeks and his role will transition to being exec chair and CTO overseeing product, software, and sysops. As you'll recall, Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion last year. The Congressional Budget Office says the U.S. could default on its debt in the first two weeks of June. The report, which was released on Friday, said the extent to which the Treasury will be able to fund the government's outgoing operations will remain uncertain throughout May, even if the Treasury ultimately runs out of funds in early June. The report also notes that if the debt limit is not raised or suspended before the Treasury's cash and extraordinary measures are exhausted, the government will have to delay making payments for some activities, default on its debt obligations, or both. The report was released the same week that President Joe Biden, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer met at the White House to discuss the debt ceiling. The leaders were supposed to meet again today, but it was postponed until next week. Stay tuned for more developments as the debt ceiling debate continues. Daniel Penny, the man accused of choking a homeless man on the New York City subway, has surrendered to police. As you recall, Jordan Neely, the homeless man, was riding on the New York City subway last week and was allegedly shouting and threatening passengers. 
Penny, a 24-year-old Marine veteran, is reported to have put Neely in a chokehold while other passengers held his arms and legs. Neely was taken to the hospital and then later declared dead. Medical examiners have determined Neely's death a homicide, stating that he died from compression of the neck. ABC News is reporting that Penny was placed under arrest for second-degree manslaughter and he was handcuffed. Thomas Kenneth, who is one of Penny's attorneys, said he turned himself in here voluntarily and with the sort of dignity and integrity that is characteristic of his dignity of service to this grateful nation. Dante Mills, who's the family attorney for Neely, said after Penny turned himself in that for everybody saying, I've been on the train, I've been afraid before, that I can tell you what I would have done in that situation. I'm going to tell you, ask how you can help. Please don't attack. Don't choke. Don't kill. Don't take someone's life. The Washington Post appears to have shared an article highlighting that Zuckbucks were used to influence the 2020 election. The Federalist reports that earlier this week, Elon Musk shared one of its articles from October 2021. The article, titled The 2020 Election Wasn't Stolen, It Was Bought by Mark Zuckerberg, examines how these grants were heavily skewed toward Democrat-majority counties, essentially making it a massive, privately funded Democrat get-out-the-vote operation, according to The Federalist. Philip Bump, who works for The Washington Post as a columnist, wrote an article in response to Musk's actions titled, Musk Shares a Baseless Election Claim with Millions of Twitter Users. Bump's article reads in part, Center for Tech and Civic Life's investments were often in heavily Democratic areas because those areas often have lower turnout rates. If you want to increase turnout, the smartest place to try to do so is places where turnout is lowest. Zuckerberg has reportedly donated millions of dollars to the Center for Tech and Civic Life. We'll include a link to the Federalist's full article in today's show notes. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't got a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this here podcast feed. We interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us on Monday morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Virginia Allen will be sitting down with financial and investment expert David Bonson. They will be discussing the recent bank failures and why he, as a J.P. Morgan Chase shareholder, has proposed a resolution calling on the bank to investigate whether it's discriminating against clients because of their religious or political views. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and a review. We read all your feedback. Thanks again for listening. We all hope you have a great weekend and a great Mother's Day from everyone here at The Daily Signal. We'll be back with you all on Monday morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.